starting this time? Is that how we're going to do it? You want me to start? Oh, I think time? I sure. think I started the last couple of times. So I, doesn't, hey, doesn't matter. To maybe me. people I'm... like hearing your voice off the rip. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it really matters which of us start because I'm sure that <laughs> both of us will have plenty to say over the next uh, little while. Well, anyhow, <laughs> welcome to another edition of Racing It Out. I'm Todd, she's Caitlin, and we have a whole bunch of things that we want to talk about. Undoubtedly, we'll get to some topics about food because yeah. <laughs> I got a couple things that I can mention about food because you and I haven't talked for a little while, so we can, we can talk about Is food. this our first podcast of 2023? Yes, it is. Of course. I mean, it's only the middle of January. So yeah, absolutely. What's the, what's the, your over under on when you can say happy new year and when you should stop saying happy new year. Oh, I stopped like last week. Oh yeah. Ages ago. It was like oh, last Monday. Past. It was like, we're done. A few yeah. people that maybe I had meant to touch base with the last couple of weeks. I'd be like, I hope you're enjoying the new year, but I'm not going to say happy new year at this point. Like it's the 17th. Come on. That's the subtle way around it. I yeah. guess. Is the, en enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. the new year. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> so let's get into something that we have been hoping to talk about for, well, we'll just say quite some time now, but earlier today, it was officially released NASCAR Pinty schedule for 2023. Are you going to put up a graphic here? Yeah, sure. I'll sure. put up a graphic. Okay, I'll, I'll sure. put the graphic put up. Yeah, put the graphic up. I worked so, hard on it. I'll put the here, graphic up. Uh, you, let's see the all the hard work that you've done. Absolutely. <laughs> so if you liked last year, you should really like this year, I think is maybe the way to look at it. Because if you compare the schedules side by side, as I did earlier today, there's very little difference from 22 to 23. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. The added race is that there will now be two races at a weekend, a Monday and Tuesday dirt track race each day, which is not a great deal different from last year because there were heat races on the Monday before the feature event on the Tuesday. So, so it's, it's very much identical to what it was last year. How much positive feedback have you seen so far? And we're still early in the process and how much, well, I don't think I like that. And how much um, crap on it feedback have you seen so far on social channels? I've seen so and we'll get into this part. I've seen yeah. some crap on the fact that there are a few omissions that maybe mm -hmm. a few people were expecting. Well, I, that's uh, on them then because they were assuming something was going to happen. Listening to the series Gossip. Yeah, um, yeah until we put it there's a lot of gossip in this series. Um, so I've, I've heard a couple of some downward talk about the omissions. <laughs> um, I've seen some downward talk about the double header at Oshweekin. Oh, yeah? Yeah, a lot of people, you know, maybe didn't go to the race, only watched on the broadcast, don't really see the value in it. Mm -hmm. um, to speak to that point... These teams put a lot of money into the, those cars, those dirt cars. So to give them two full paying races on dirt. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It's I don't, fine. I don't, I don't think it's a big Teams deal. like it. I don't think it's a big deal one way or the other. I think you'll you'll probably get as many people that are in favor of it as as against it in terms of those teams participating. You know, some will like to race on dirt, others won't like it. Right. It's like that. you have like I know Trayton Lapsovich is 
hella excited. Sure. He won. He won. Why wouldn't you be? He got a big check. Why wouldn't yeah. you be excited? He Do likes last weekend. Checks? Yeah. Well, yeah. What's not to like? I get that. So that that's cool. Mm-hmm. There, there was talk of other venues coming into the series and or returning to the series. And this was sort of sprayed out into the universe. And many people took that as it's a done deal. It'd be happening that there would be a return to Riverside Speedway. And I get that to the first impression of, oh, this makes sense. That means there's two races in the East. Just drive right by it. Well, right. There are two stops when the Pinty series goes to Western Canada and and it it does make sense. Now, let's look at the checklist of things you have to do and have to achieve and reach before you can even be the idea of a NASCAR sanctioned race can come to your venue. Now for, we'll use Riverside as the example. As as you would think that they have previously held Pinty's events there. So they check an awful lot of boxes right away. And that's mm-hmm. a, uh, it's a beautiful track. It's a good facility. Teams are familiar with it. It has all the infrastructure that is necessary, et cetera, et cetera. They hold regular uh, racing events, some significant racing events. It's a fun facility to go visit, great racing. And we have a good time when we go there. Mm-hmm. Now, it's one thing to say, Hey, we'll we'll join the circus again and and have a race. That's great. There's an awful lot of planning and logistics to figure in. Okay, so where is this race going to go? Obviously, it's going to be near the event in Newfoundland. Okay, is it before? Is it after? Is it midweek? Is it on a weekend? How long is the trip going to be? Adding another race of that stature costs the teams a significant amount of money even though it's on the same trip and even though even though there's economies of scale being in the same vicinity it's a significantly extra cost to add that in and because you're also talking about potentially having to add in a backup car now and that means having to bring those backup cars potentially potentially all the way to eastbound which means drivers and you lose out you have to pay potentially extra if you're a team like white motorsports that has had five six cars last year you're basically doubling that ferry budget absolutely so there's there's a lot of costs involved not to mention it would be a significant investment by the track to have such an event to plan and have such an event and there is a sanctioning fee that is paid to nascar Mm -hmm. which is no small amount we And I feel like that's maybe something fans don't know. They don't know how the inner workings of this schedule, like how it happens. Right. But we don't, outside of, you know, COVID years where we were renting out venues because Mm -hmm. that's the only way you could have events, especially 2020, in every other sense of the word tracks pay the sanctioning body i.e nascar cup nascar xfinity nascar pinties apc anything like that i actually don't know if it is the same for like that for apc but tracks pay the sanctioning body to bring their events to them and to their fans and they'll 
Yeah, it's no different than uh, a concert venue. Yeah. Decides they want to have a performer in to do a show. Great. You have to pay the performer to get there and mm -hmm. put on the show because we're in the entertainment business. Mm -hmm. I know everybody doesn't want to hear that, but this <laughs> is the entertainment business. Mm -hmm. So you want the act to come to town, you have to pay them to be there. Right. And so depending. That's a, that's a fairly significant outlay and maybe you got to sell tickets. Maybe you want to mm -hmm. sponsor for the event. Maybe you have other business arrangements and suites that you want to sell. So it's a, it's a very complicated process. Yeah, because it falls onto the track then that is paying, Na they pay NASCAR the sanctioning fee. And then the track is responsible to then, we get a cut of the ticket sales and they get a cut of broadcasting. But for the most part, they take over the responsibility to sell tickets, to find sponsorship, to fill those stands and get that hospitality to make that revenue back. Yes. And ideally make a profit. Exactly. So it's it's not as easy as saying, oh, you should put this race on the schedule instead of that one. Mm -hmm. The reason the races are on the schedule for 2023 is because there's a business plan in place. There's a relationship. Some had sanctioning agreements that extended into this year previously. Mm -hmm. So those would remain in place. But it is a it is a very long and complicated process to put on a race, to put on a show, if you will, right. because that's what this uh that's what this is. And I and I think it's unfair for people to just bitch about, oh, how come you're not going to that track? Well, there are reasons why. Mm -hmm. This is not to say that conversations weren't had with multiple other facilities about holding Pinty series events, because I can tell you, and I'm sure you can too, uh, with, with great confidence, that some of those conversations weren't had. Doesn't mean that they won't resurface in the mm -hmm. future. And there might Doesn't be mean they're things. still not ongoing. Right. So even if we look at Eastbound as an example, Eastbound had been in talks with NASCAR for years about yeah. them coming or NASCAR for us to come to Newfoundland. And we just got a race last year. Now, certain thing, certain changes had to be made to the track. You had to figure out how to get cars across the ocean. Yes. To get to this track. Kind of. A Those aren't thing. things you just throw on a schedule <laughs> and you're like, yeah, we'll figure it out. That takes years of planning. So yes. when you look at some tracks of like, oh, I want to go to this track or this track or this track, you really have to look and it's like, is this track up to NASCAR's standards of safety? Mm -hmm. Eastbound had to have a lot of changes done and they're going to have to have changes again this year, probably. Yes. Are, do they have the infrastructure to hold a NASCAR event? Do they have internet? <laughs> do they have... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> eastbound do they have and others <laughs> yeah, most of them unfortunately the, but... the most common site at a lot of nascar pinties <laughs> events i gotta back up to do this is this yep because caitlin or somebody is holding their phone up in the air hoping to get internet i have a picture i think every single year i've worked for nascar of me holding my phone up trying to get service it's it's, it's hilarious ridiculous. Is what it is. <laughs> but we all it's hilarious it. because Todd likes to laugh at me for doing it. No, but, but it's it, ridiculous. It, it happens far more often than yeah. than you would think. 
and you know events that are longstanding and in place uh, across North America. That's that's another one. But you know, like big big events, IndyCar events, Formula One yeah. events, they have they have problems with internet service. And mm -hmm. once you have a large crowd come into a facility that only amplifies yeah. the difficulties with internet service because everybody in the seats is wanting to go, Hey, I'm going to get a picture of this. I'm going to put I'm gonna this, post on this to Instagram Insta or TikTok, and, and everybody's doing it. So mm -hmm. it all, only slows the service down for it. So yeah, it, it happens. It happens everywhere. All the time. But, these but are, those, these are the, those are the questions. Right. Yeah. These, this is all comes into the, into the mm -hmm. equation. And then even just outside of racing us as a sport and as a tourism industry, are there hotels, restaurants, right. rental cars, flights? Like, how are people going to get there? What are they going to do? Where are they going to stay? And the biggest one that I think a lot of people don't realize is, is the market big enough to host a major sporting event? There's a reason you don't see Hockey Canada or the World Juniors going to like, I don't know, like, my hometown, Kempville, Ontario, like, right. because they don't have the infrastructure. Right. And that's kind of sports business 101 for hosting events. Now, is there are a lot of check boxes yeah. that have to be breached. You're, you're absolutely right here. Now, the other part of it is from the fan perspective, mm -hmm. that's of no concern to them. No. It's like, I don't care about that. I want to, I want to, I want to see the race. I want to see the, the event. I want to see it come to town. And that's, and that's great because once, once the, this, but these are the steps that have to take place before you can get to that. Once it's Years down the line. Once it's signed off and the contracts are in place and you start promoting it and, and, and making everyone aware of it, then those fans that are coming to attend don't care about this. Like, great, they're coming. When can I get tickets? When can I go? What are, what are the attractions? What are the other parts of it? But there, you have to be prepared to answer all those questions too, because people are immediately going to say, okay, when can I get tickets? How much are they? Where can I sit? Can I reserve my seat? Can I bring my dog? Can I buy food there? Or do I have to bring my own or vice versa? Like all of these things have to be answered and put into place mm -hmm. before you make the big announcement and unveil. So it's, there's a lot of stuff that goes on to it, but Honestly, I'm I'm very good having uh, an almost identical schedule in 23 as we had in 22. And we had a great year in 22. It was. It was a good year. And I think for this year, there's a lot of transition going on. So it's it's a certain, like, if you look at our schedule in 2007 compared to today, it is vastly different. But yes. every single year was just a little bit different or was the same for maybe two years in a row. Fans and sponsors and drivers and teams and everybody in the industry rely on that consistency. There's a reason Inequity. why. Exactly. There's a reason why NASCAR Cup starts at Daytona every single year. And you know what? Like they've changed their championship race a couple times. It happens. But there are those keynote races. It's like you can expect that we're going to go to Daytona. You can expect that we're going to go to CTMP. You can expect... You, there, you, there are expectations mm -hmm. because consistency is key in bringing those fans back. The other part of consistency and date equity, you're right. We, you know, CTMP on the Victoria Day long weekend and the Labor Day week, long weekend, those are staples of the schedule. Mm -hmm. Grand Prix of Trois-Rivières, staple on the uh, schedule. 
there's other shuffling that takes place. And it's interesting that you mentioned Cup and it starts in Daytona because there's always some that are suggesting it almost happens on a yearly basis that uh, maybe we shouldn't have the Daytona 500 as the first race of the season. It's just, it seems odd that the this giant event is the first race of the season. Other series don't necessarily have that. IndyCar has the 500, but that's not until May and the series starts in March. The Formula One at Monaco is like a staple event. It's not, it's in May, the series starts much earlier. And these are just a, a, a couple of examples. It, it's partly based on, on climate in that Florida is conducive yeah. to racing in February and Wisconsin isn't. So things like that come into play. But I, I do think that there's the balance you have to think about in terms of stability, date equity, but not becoming stale. You, you want to have unique and different things. The, the clash of the Coliseum was great last year. Um, I'm interested to see how the Chicago event does this hey, year. I'm glad we're not series. racing on that day. It's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a big event and it'll, I think it'll come off well event. I don't know how the racing will be. These are, these are the things that you mm -hmm. want to want to find out. So I think having some little adjustments, surprises and, and changes here and there is a is kind of a positive to to keep interest and and to keep things growing because you want to have new attractions for people to come to mm -hmm. as well if you have longtime fans that say well yeah i've been to that race or i've been to that race and i've seen it but it's like oh here's a new event this might mm -hmm. be cool i might want to go see something like that so you got to find the right balance here and there and and i think that's a thing that maybe a lot of pinty's fans aren't seeing is we did two new events last year Mm -hmm. which is a lot for our series. It's a lot for our teams, our drivers, the crews, na like the NASCAR officials. It's it's a lot. Having to figure out all those things we just talked about within a year is a lot. Now, maybe we just need some stability. Exactly right. And that's why I mean, like having the almost identical schedule in 23 as we had in 22, I think that's a, I think that's a good thing. Have you have you <laughs> have you felt over the last couple of weeks that since 23 arrived and everybody, you know, toasted and said cheers and happy new year woo, and all the rest of it. And some started on the dry January and or February and others have just maintained their lifestyle. I find every year that it's like, OK, everybody wants to talk about what are we doing? What's our program? What's happening here? I've had more conversations in the last week and e emails and text messages and dms like just from from all kinds of different stakeholders about the start of the season now part of that is because the season is starting in a week or two mm -hmm. for imsa so yeah like, isn't the, 24 the, hours this weekend end of the month the the roar is this weekend which is the preseason event and then oh, the, the 24 is the weekend why. after Oh, so I am going to be back for it. <laughs> I thought I was going to miss it because yeah. I thought it was this weekend. It's a fantastic event. I went last year. It's an amazing event. Are you going this year? I don't know. I won't say no, but I'm not sure. <laughs> you have a week and a half to figure it out, Todd. Yeah, I have a week and a half to figure <laughs> it out. So, but it was, I, I, I went last year because there I had a uh, an assignment to do. I met, went to interview Robert Wickens after his return to racing in the michelin uh pilot series so so but it's it's often thought like oh how how do you stay awake for 24 hours no problem it would it, it is no problem I, I i've done the event at sebring before it's a 12 hours it is no problem because the the same adrenaline that you have 
running for uh, you know a two-hour race or an extended period of three hours or whatever from uh, introductions to the end of the race or whatever. It just goes longer. It just extends for 24 hours. <laughs> that same intensity and adrenaline goes for 24 hours. And it's, a, it's amazing to witness and be a part of. Yeah, it is on my bucket list. I yeah. And it's hard because it's like, I really do love doing the 500. So it's mm -hmm. really hard to do the 24 hours, fly all the way back. And then like a week and a half later, fly back down to Daytona. So it's like, it's almost worth it to just like get a condo for the month. Come on down, stay a few weeks, you know, <laughs> put your feet up, go to the beach. The beach is right there. You know, it's not yeah. far from the track. Yeah, it's, it's good. So, but it's, I, I know there, and this is the, the difficulty that I have every year too, is that, oh, I'd really like to go to that. Oh, I'd really like to go to that. And I mean, I, like you, I could be at a different racetrack every weekend if I wanted, just because there's always something happening. Yeah. There's a unique experience. A few years ago, there was, there was, there was an open weekend on the Pinty schedule in I don't know, August or something. I think it was in August. And I, I think I put up a, a, a social post about it. And, you know, what do you do on an off weekend? You go to the races. And I went to Flamborough because Ken Schrader came to town and he was running an event there. So it's like, I, it's, you go, you go to the races. It's just, yeah. it's, it's part of our fiber. It's what we do. I mean, I know for me, I'm kind of in the part where like, especially in August, if we have an off weekend, I'm sitting at home and doing nothing or I'm going to the cottage. Like, yeah. I understand that too. There are moments it's because... especially, I mean, for us, at least like once we get to August, it's like, I need a break. <laughs> but then as quickly, as quickly as you feel that, oh yeah, okay. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm going to sleep in. I'm just going to have a day or two and just, you know, that's it. It's going to be great. Almost immediately, the maybe second... not the first morning, but the second morning you wake up, you think, okay, I'm ready to get back at it now. It's what it's... during vacation. Oh, like if, in the middle of the season, open, in the middle of the season, if you have an open weekend, I mean, it's great and you'll enjoy it and everything, but you're, you're eager to get back to it though. Hmm. Maybe in like terms of like the people at the track of like, Oh, like at least like I get to go and hang out with like, like my people oh, at the yeah. track, all that. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I, at least this year. And maybe it's just because this year was the first season after so many kind of shortened seasons. I was really gunning for that season to end. Mm -hmm. I was really over racing at the end of the season. So interesting. Yeah. Just because I, it was a long, a longer than longer year than we'd experienced the last couple. That's maybe it, it might have also been a little bit of burnout for me. Yeah. I was I had a lot thrown on me last year. And you know, this year might be very similar, but I think I think the whole mindset I've kind of learned in the last year in general is just and this might be the curse of using my passion as my job is I don't really like the constant grind of it anymore is what I would say it's yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And it's the, it's, it's before you worked in racing, yeah. you had this passion, this, uh, 
hobby, this uh, this sport that you enjoyed and you liked and you were you were really enthusiastic about. And you don't want to lose that mm-hmm. in it. And that I understand because that can happen. And it it does. There are there are sometimes people will come in and go guns a blazing. And then after a short period of time, it's yeah, I got to get out. And it's just it it takes away the 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 fun, the joy, the pleasure, because you're consumed by it and you're sometimes busier than you want to be or doing things that you don't necessarily enjoy or want to be doing. And and it takes the it sucks the fun out of the sport for you. I I, I can understand and appreciate. That. Yeah. And it, and it is kind of the point I'm at in my career. So I've really had to set a lot of boundaries with it over this last year. Like I've worked for NASCAR for five years and I'm taking my first vacation in five years this weekend. And I've been to every single person like, please do not call me. I will not answer my phone because it's, I just, I need a break. I need to just turn it off because every vacation I have been on since is going away for a weekend, but still on my phone or like always on standby just in case or going to a race. Yeah. So it's, I think for me this year, it's, I really need to find that balance of this is my job. And I also love this. And I like, and I have those moments that like, it just reinvigorates, like racing just reinvigorates you. Like Daytona, like I'm like kind of gunning for Daytona because just like the excitement of it is just, it just, it pumps me up. GP3R this year, seeing Gannett win was another one for me. Just that magic of seeing someone get their first win, especially at GP3R. It's like, like that really pumped me up. And then like championship, like always the championship celebrations always make me a little, they're always a little bittersweet because you're saying goodbye to all these people you've spent the last five months with. And you're not going to see them again until May or maybe April if you're lucky. But I think this year for me, it's going to be a lot of, making kind of finding that balance and reaffirming my boundaries of you know like I have an off weekend and you know July to middle of September we don't get a lot of them and it kind of sucks because we living here in Canada we kind of lose the best parts and time of living in Canada to go racing but we don't do it we do it because we love it but I think coming into this industry so young and trying to get that go, go, go mentality, it it took a lot out of me really fast. And, and I got kind of the short end of the stick as well because I came into it in a period of time where after my first year, we had COVID and teams were slash and budgets were cut and you just kind of had to stick it out for a couple of years. And now we've kind of come through it on the other side and it's like, trying to push forward and trying to reinvigorate that spark that kind of got dragged for a couple of years because of COVID. I think you touch on an important point is finding the right balance because you're right. It's, it's, it's easy to get churned up and be on the treadmill and, and forget to enjoy what it is we we get to do sometimes. In fact, it was it was a couple of years ago. I was talking to my mom, and she said to me because I was talking about a, a busy weekend, like the Toronto. It was I think it was a Toronto Indy weekend. Because normally I'm doing 
Pinty series and I'm doing other, other things that weekend as well. So it's mm -hmm. very busy for three or four days. And I was telling her about the weekend and she said, do you ever get to, do you ever get to enjoy it? And I paused for a second and I said, yeah, yeah, I do. And that's, I, I always tell people too, that's why I keep doing this is mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still having fun doing it. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple times, usually every weekend where you get to really enjoy moments. Yeah. Um, there, there's one where drivers are usually introduced and you're standing on the front straightaway or pit lane and it gets quiet for a second, just in that minute before they give the command to fire engines. That's one of the great moments that yeah. I just, um, really soak up every time. So there's, there's a few times, there's usually, uh, another time where you'll, you'll find yourself in the midst of some drivers or team members or whatever, and in the middle of a great conversation could be about racing could be about anything else, but you find yourself kind of swept in and you happen to be there at that moment where there's a great conversation and storytelling going on. That's one of the one moments that I really, I really like and enjoy. And, you know, getting to witness the, the, the competition up close. I mean, everybody wants to have a, a great seat. If you go to a sporting event or a concert or whatever, you and I get to stand on the field while they're playing, which is pretty friggin' unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, and you are right. It's like, I, you get those for me, it's like, I always describe them as chills. Mm -hmm. It's like, for me, it's like, if I'm like right at the start finish line, like the drop of the green flag, Yeah, it's, or, you know, watching a great battle coming to the checkered flag. Like I remember like Kennington at Saskatoon and then Watson at Delaware and Gannett at GP3R, GP3R yeah. and Trayton at Sunset this year. And it's <laughs> like, fuck, there were so many this last year. God, like almost that, every single one of them. Yeah, there were there were there were great, uh, great moments, great excitement. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why it's like, okay, so we've got the same kind of schedule. Well, last year was pretty awesome. We had some really good racing. We had good car counts at every event. So like, let's let's keep the momentum. Yeah, going. I'll copy let's, paste that. Let's keep. Yeah, well, I would take another year of the kind of success that we had in 22 and 23. I think everybody would be would be pretty on board with that. Yeah. Now. Over the next couple of months, we're going to see what kind of changes take place with teams because there's always shuffling that that goes along. I don't know if everybody knows or has seen it yet, but Caden Lapsovich is not coming back as crew chief for Andrew Ranger this year. I didn't know that. Oh, I knew. So I knew he was doing part time with um, what's her name, Tony. Tony. Carrie? In uh, the Arca, Arca series, yes. Yeah. I, I, so we went back and forth. I was asking, but he said, no, he won't be back with, with Andrew Ranger. So who's Andrew's crew chief going to be this year? These are the kinds of things that are going to start to, mm -hmm. to come up over the next little while. And this is the this is the excitement that we're looking for. This is part of why everybody, I think, was so, uh, you know, ants in their pants about getting the schedule out because now you right. can move on to, okay, so how is everybody going to, how's it all going to shake out this year? So I think that's, uh, I think that's good. Um, just to change subjects completely. <laughs> I have to tell you of a stupid thing I did earlier today. Oh, you did a stupid. Uh... Uh, well, it wasn't really stupid. It was just dumb, absent-minded, but it struck it. I've been giggling about it ever since. So, so I, I started going back to, to the gym again and I didn't do it on January 1st. I did. I started earlier than that. I went back in December. So, but I, I go to the gym and normally when I pull into the parking lot, I pull to the right to, to park and then get out of the car and go inside. 
just that's usually where the space is. This morning, driving in, and there's a space up closer to the front that's on the left-hand side. So I pull into the left-hand side. No big deal. Hop out, go in, uh, weights, elliptical, and everything, do my thing. I'm walking back out, and I'm probably checking my phone for something, and I'm a bit absent-minded, I guess. And I hit the, the key fob to open the door. And my car is a silver four-door sedan. It's pretty generic. And I'm walking up on, and I'm walking up to the car and I reach to grab the door handle and look inside. And it's like, that's not my stuff. This is not my car. And since I look, look on the other side of the aisle, yeah, that's my car. So it's just <laughs> one of those. Have you ever done that? I've, this is not yeah. the first time I've done it. It's been a million years, but it's not the first time I've done it. Oh, I've done it before. I haven't done it with my car, I think, but I've done it with like my mom's car or yeah. like you just walk up. I think I've actually... I think I might have actually done it and like somebody's been like inside the car <laughs> where it's like I walk up to this like gray SUV and it's like might have actually been the exact same model and walk up and I'm like yep that's I don't know this person and, and just face to face and they think like, they're getting carjacked <laughs> 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 and you're just like just humiliated absolute embarrassment just all right i'm gonna go sulk back to my car now thanks well that and that's it you just kind of like well what am i doing here get 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 it together and it's just kind of you, you know, over exaggerate the busy yeah yeah just busy brain things going on reading your checking your phone stupid stuff like that and yeah it was just it was a dumb thing but i thought i would share that with you and uh... i thought you would find that uh, amusing do you have uh, food uh, tales or stories or uh, items oh. to well, how was your how was your Christmas? Did you eat any delicious food? Well, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Eat, eat, I've eaten lots of delicious, delicious food. The the world's greatest pancakes are in my neighborhood in Fort Myers, Florida. So I've pancakes, ate blueberry pancakes from Crave Restaurant in Fort Myers. They are the absolute greatest pancakes in the world, and I will put them up against anyone. Yeah. So uh, ate ate there a couple times. Went to uh, and and found a, a deep dish pizza place that's not that far from here. It was kind of interesting. So it's it's called um, Buddy's Chicago Pizza. Pretty good, not bad. And you know, it's it, I I wouldn't say it's as good as Giordana's in uh, Chicago, but it's good. I am I I just read today too, funnily enough, that apparently Lou Malnati's will ship pizzas to you, which I may have to do because apparently their deep dish is out of this world good. Whoa, yeah. And have you heard of it's I've sort of seen it here and there, but I'd never been in before, but we went duck donuts. I have not. So I, it's like, I, I like nice, tasty, fluffy donuts. They're, they're great and tasty and delicious. So we're looking and we see this like duck donuts, like, oh, okay. I'd, you know, feeling kind of hungry. Let's have a little snack, a donut. That's good. So go in and check the menu. And it's like, any kind of donut with topping and icing and stuff that you you want. And so I'm looking and it's like uh chocolate or salted caramel bacon and on a donut or maple bacon uh caramel with salted caramel swirl. It's like, oh, oh okay, that sounds good. I gotta try one of those. But I don't see any donuts in in racks up on behind the counter. That's because when you order they make the donut fresh for you 
and then sprinkle the bacon and the maple icing and the salted caramel on it. And it's still warm when you bite into it. And I can tell by the expression on your face that you are eager to try them. They're awesome. Where are they? <laughs> I, I think they're a franchise thing that they're, I've seen and heard of them in, in lots of places, but oh yeah, it was some kind of good. Ducks donuts or duck, duck donuts? Duck donuts. And they're, yeah. I'm assuming they're a franchise in like the US? Uh, also in Canada. I swear to God, so, there's one in Toronto. There you go. So that's the, so there's a there's a little something for you to for you to try. Oh, it's all the way out in freaking Burlington. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's um, yeah, it's pretty good. I think you'll uh, I think you'll enjoy that. So so far. All right. Next time I'm out in Burlington. All right. So, I'll go get some. So we have a schedule. We're excited and looking forward to it, but you are going to refocus your energies to uh, sea breeze and palm trees like I have behind me Thank for a few days. God. I look forward to the tales of food. And I'll have lots of food stories for you. We're going to an Italian restaurant nice. that mixes the pasta in the cheese wheel. Yeah. Nice. I'm excited. Nice. I look forward to the many stories of food and other adventures. Well, maybe some you will or won't share with me. I don't know, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> but I'm sure it will be. Uh, I'm sure it will be a, a good time, though. So, oh uh, well, we have our um, we have a meeting every Wednesday, and I like I like I said, I'm not doing any meetings or anything while I'm on vacation next week, as I shouldn't. But no. I was like, should I just like call into this meeting with like. No at 11 a.m. with a pina colada in my hand on the no. on the cruise ship just for fun no no it would it would only end in trouble if you're holding the drink in your hand already it would only end hey in everyone trouble. thought it'd be funny <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know what i really think it's like was, you're so funny I, I always thought that you know if you ever won uh, a a bajillion dollars in a lottery like like a crazy amount of money that you yeah. you know you like obviously you you quit working and do whatever you want to do for the rest of your life and so does the rest of your family mm -hmm. i always thought it would be funny if you kind of went to work for you know maybe a week or so afterwards and you know somebody says hey would you mind doing that and you can look at him and go screw you no i'm not doing it we're doing this instead and just really have fun with it that way and then uh, at the end of it all, you just say, see ya. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Something like, I thought that would be a fun, uh, fun way to celebrate the win. Okay. Yeah. Uh, disclaimer. It's the opinions, yours. ideas, suggestions, no matter how outrageous, do not reflect the views of NASCAR, TSN, Pinties, um, any other network, uh sanctioning body racing company business on either side of the border broadcast outlet basically anyone that we may have contact with in the past or at some point in the future not theirs it's all us yeah. how's that beautiful as always what a way to start 2023 <laughs> all right yes and, and our our resolution is more regular podcasts in 23 Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see how, how vacation works. <laughs>